Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, esteemed listeners of Sirius FM and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal We welcome you to our program, Al Fiqh ala al Madahib al Arba'a. Jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought. Today, inshallah, we will be discussing Ramadan and the entry of Ramadan, which is not so long now. It's now the 18th of Shaban, 1445. So we are currently making the supplication, dua in abundance. Allahumma barik lana fi Shaban wa balligna Ramadan. Allah bless us in this month of Shaban and enable us to reach the month of Ramadan. And you know, Mufti Sap is going to explain to us what's the definition of Ramadan and what do we do in certain other aspects with regards to the month of Ramadan. Let's welcome Hazrat Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain Sap. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, Mufti Sapa, our topic today is on Ramadan. Mufti Sapa, what's the meaning of Ramadan? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihil kareem. Amma ba'd, all praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When we speak about the Islamic calendar, so our first point of reference will be Surah 9, Chapter 9, Surah Toba, verse number 36. إِنَّ عِدَّةَ الشُّهُورِ إِنَّ اللَّهِ إِذْنَا شَهْرًا فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ مِنْهَا أَرْبَاتٌ حُرُمْ Which means the day Almighty Allah created the heavens, the earth, and the entire universe. From that day onwards it was decreed and already prescribed in the book of Almighty Allah the number of months will be 12 lunar months. From these 12 lunar months, minha arbaatun hurum, four are sacred months. The Quran Sharif is silent on that. Then you go to Bukhari Sharif, you will find the elaboration, explanation there. <coughs> Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Salatun mutawaliyat, three are consecutive months, Zulqada, Zulhijjah, Muharram, and then the month of Rajab. Now when we go back to the Noble Quran, Surah number 2, verse number 185, you will find that the only month, Islamic lunar month that is mentioned in the Noble Quran explicitly is the month of Ramadan, Surah 2, verse 185. Ramadan al-lazi unzila al-Quran. So during this month of Ramadan, the Quran Sharif was revealed, meaning the commencement of the revelation started during this month of Ramadan, and then it continued for 23 years, and all Allah speaks of this in Surah chapter 97, Verily we revealed it, the noble Quran, in the night of majesty, the night of power, and that is Laylatul Qadr, so that is in Ramadan, obviously. So therefore, we say Ramadan means Tahriqul Zunub, 
to burn the sins, gunahoku jalana, to burn, to incinerate the sins. So we as Muslims, today is the 16th of Shaban. Inshallah, two weeks time, Thursday, we will be fasting, inshallah, Aziz. So we must not be waiting for Ramadan. A true Muslim from now already, he continues staying away and burning his sins. Ittaqil maharim takun a'badan nas. Hadith authentic in Tirmidhi Sharif. Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us, stay away from the haram, haram speech, haram actions, haram places, haram food, haram drinks, whatever is haram, abstain and refrain, then you will become the most pious and the greatest worshipper of all. So that is what we are lacking today. In Ramadan, we have great qualities, but the other 11 months, then we find we go back to the satanic qualities. So that is what Ramadan means. Allah give us tawfiq to practice on the meaning of Ramadan. Ism ku musamma banana hai. That we must take this name of Ramadan and apply it in our personal daily lives. So that will be a great thing for every Muslim to do. Mufti Saab, for the Hufar, there's less than two weeks left. Is there still hope for those Hufar who hasn't yet still prepared for Ramadan that they can start still now? I have this book. It's right here next to me. I brought it with me. Maza Fi Shaban by Sheikh Muhammad Alawi Al-Maliki. So in there, he has wonderful, wonderful information regarding Shaban and so forth. He says that the Salaf Isali, our pious people and predecessors, they would call this month of Shaban, Shaharul Qurra, the month of the Qaris, the month of the Imams, the month of the Hafizab, because now every person who's got some connection with the Noble Quran, some relationship with the Quran Sharif, so they know they're going to perform four rakat, eight rakat, ten, twelve rakat, two rakat, the ravi salat, so they have the little bit thicker concern. So even now, if he starts, mashallah, it's two, three Jews a day. So mashallah, then before Ramadan, he'll be finished. And if he's not a pakka and a jayid and a good hafiz, then at least he'll know that which quarters and which portion he has to read. So from now, he should try and brush up and so forth, you know. And for the masses and the public, last night, my topic here in race top is one of the masjids here, mashallah. So various masajid and places here in Marysburg. So that was my topic, the Quran Kareem, the Quran Sharif, the noble, glorious Quran. And I, in the ending, I said, see, I have an appeal to make. And I appeal to all of you, male, female, adult, and children, you still got two weeks left. And then whole Ramadan, fasting is a duty. Tilawatul Quran, recitation of the Quran Sharif is the beauty of Ramadan. So every one of you, listen carefully to this advices. Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Lawaditu. Waditu means Mubalagha fit tamandi. I have that strong, ardent desire. That every one of you in this ummah, male, female, adult, and child, you should memorize and by heart Surah Yasin. The hadith is mentioned in Musnad Bazar. 
And second one, the same words are used. لَوَدِدْتُ أَنَّهَا فِي قَلْبِ كُلِّ إِنسَانٍ مِنْ أُمَّتِي And the hadith is mentioned in Mustadak Hakim for Surah Muqtabarak Al-Lazi. Surah Yaseen, chapter 36, 83 verses. If you make a concerted effort every day, you learn 3, 4, 3, 4 verses. So before Ramadan starts also, you will know it, 3, 4, 5 verses like that. And if you don't, then inshallah, before Eid, you can become Hafiz of Surah Yaseen. And Surah Mulk, if you learn 2, 3 verses, even now, Surah Tabarak al Surah 67 and 30 ayat, 30 verses. So before Ramadan, you can know it. So that was the message I gave them right in the ending. That if we want to be raised with the Hufas, with the Hafiz, you, for example, Mazahid Khan, Barakatum, you're not Hafiz. So then you've learned Surah Yasin, you learn Surah Mulk. And I told you before, you should start learning Quran from day one, you know, by heart. And in that way there, that tomorrow something happens, then remember we are there and we will be tahta liwa'il hufaz, under the banner and under the group of the hufaz and the hafiz, because at least we bahatan surah yasin and surah mulk, and this brought great delight, joy, and happiness and ecstasy to the master, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So that is what we should try and do, inshallah. Muftisab, any other preparations that we should do from now till the coming of Ramadan? Every person, according to their own personal taste and their personal setup, you should be drawing up already a timetable. You must know every day during Ramadan Mubarak what time am I going to wake up. I'm just giving examples now. So for us there in Gauteng and Old Transvaal and all these things here, I'll just use examples on the hour. So let's say five o'clock. It's cut-off time. Just example I'm giving, right? So now the latest you should be waking up is 4 o'clock. If you wake up 3 o'clock, 3.30, that's excellent. So now, from that time, right till Fajr, and after Fajr till sunrise, what you going to do? There's five things every true Muslim has to do. So we read our Tahajjud Salat, whether it's two rakats, four rakats, six, eight rakats. So remember, Vitter we already read after Tarawih. So that is finished now. But the Tahajjud. Alhamdulillah. And remember that with Tahajjud, it don't mean we spend so much time and engrossed in Tahajjud and we forget our Qaza Salat. So more emphasis must be given to the Qaza Salat. Every person from the time we became Badir and mature till now, we must calculate how many Qaza Salat and how many Salat I must, and we have to now read it as Qaza. So we have to make that up. So every day we must start from today, not only in Ramadan. So that is also something that takes 5, 10, 15 minutes for that. Then, وَبِلْ أَسْحَارِهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ وَالْمُسْتَغْفِرِينَ بِالْأَسْحَارِ That every one of us, minimum, take out three, four, five minutes for istighfar. وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ Allah will not punish a people and a nation as long as they make istighfar. When we make true istighfar, we beg Almighty Allah for forgiveness. Surah 71, Surah Nuh. 
verses 10, 11, 12, Yursili sama alaykum midrara, Allah will send beneficial rain, wa yumdidukum biamwaliu wa baneen, Allah will bless you with wealth and sons and children and so forth, wa yaj'al lakum jannatiu wa yaj'al lakum anhara, Allah will give you the gardens of paradise, and beneath those gardens the rivulets and the streams will be flowing. So it's a win-win situation. So number one, we got Tahajjud. Number two, we got Qadha. Number three, we got Istighfar. Number four, we got Dua. That is the time when Dua's Aiba accepted a Dua. Oh, hey, so this is Jawfil Layl. So in the last third of the night, your Dua's will be accepted. And then the fourth one will be the Suhoor. We all know about dates at iftar time. But the Master Rasulullah taught us, Ni'ma suhoorul mu'min at-tamr. Remember the best sehri and suhoor and pre-dawn meal is dates, the hadith in Mishkat Sharif Abu Dawood. And then when the adhan is given, because adhan is given early and during Ramadan and so forth, now he's telling you Fajr time has started, you read your sunnah, you read your farz, and the men in the masjid as far as possible, and the women at home on time, and thereafter, then, now from then till you must remember sunrise and ishraq, then our fasting is a duty, tilawatul Qur'an is the beauty, so now we engage ourselves in tilawatul Qur'an. So you see what we did, we broke it up. And this is general advices. That for every person like that, now you must know that what must I do during Ramadan from this time to this time. So I just gave you an example from what time to what time, from 3, 3.30, 4 o'clock, right up to 6 o'clock, supper 6, 6.30, whatever. So that thereafter, there's no breakfast. Now you finish it, suhoor. So after you shut out, you can rest or you go to your shop, your job or whatever. A thing we must remember is the hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. Allahumma barik lana fi bukuriha. That ya Allah, give my ummah barakah in the early, early part of the morning. Therefore, it's not good for a person, whether it's Ramadan or out of Ramadan, that straight after Fajr we go and sleep. Remember, they try and stay awake right till sunrise and 15 minutes after that, and then read two rakat salat. Every day you get reward of Umrah and Hajj. You know how difficult it is for people to perform Umrah Hajj. You must carry this in your news. That in Bangladesh, the people there, were accredited 127,000 people. Listen carefully, how much? 127,000 people accredited for Hajj this year, 1444, 2023. How many so far have, like, you know, registered and so far? 32,000. Why? It's far beyond their means. You must remember that. You think South Africa? A person this year cannot go for Hajj if he wants a four, five, six package, four, five, six weeks package, and he doesn't have hundred thousand minimum. 
because the flights, all the taxes, the accommodation, the transport, and so many other added charges, you're eating, drinking. So no person will give you, you must remember, Hajj for less than 100,000. Now who got 100,000? Husband 100,000, wife 100,000, then you're spending another 50,000 minimum. So what will happen? You must remember today the real and the rain is five. Five rain to one real. So that is where you are sitting today. So now things are so expensive there. And now you will need minimum for a couple who wants to go quarter million. Now how many people have that means? So therefore it become extremely difficult. And now you take countries like Bangladesh, Pakistan, India, all these countries, Sri Lanka, they all have a quota. But remember, if there's no government subsidy, so then it's big problems. So you must remember this. So one is Manista Ta'a Ilayhi Sabila. Hajj is only for those people who have the means. But second one is the middle class that could have gone, but now the Harami, the Murtad bin Shaitan, imposing so many taxes and so many taxes you can't believe. So now everything is escalating, escalating, and getting more and more expensive. So rather read Ishraq Salat daily, and this morning also I told the brothers, read Turaqat Salat now, so 15 minutes or so after sunrise, and then every day make it a habit, you receive the reward of Hajj and Umrah, Umrat Hajj, Ajru, Umratin wa Hajjatin, Tamma, 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 complete, perfect Hajj and Umrah, the reward you will get and receive. So the Hadith is authentic in Tirmidhi, so that is why these are occasions lutna here. We must take the maximum benefit. And then in Ramadan, you know, any nafil action we do, we get this multiplied to like a first action. And any first action we do is multiplied 70 times. So imagine how many rewards we will get. But we must have the timetable. And you must have time for resting. You must have time. You must remember for your family. You must have time for your tilawat of Quran. So oh, and time for your dua and all these type of things there. So every person must make a timetable and then you will receive the maximum benefit in minimum time. That is always our advice for Ramadan Mubarak. Mufti Sab, people are confused. They don't know if they must read 8 rakats, 10 rakats or 20 rakats tarawih in Ramadan. Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam's authentic hadith, you must remember, nobody can reject this hadith. And it is mentioned in Abu Dawood, it is mentioned in Bishkat, it is mentioned in Mustada Ahmad, and various, and mentioned Ibn Majah, various, various compilations, and is authentic. Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati al-khulafai rashidin al-mahdiyin. So you must remember that you must follow my sunnah and follow the sunnah of the rightly guided khulafa. So first and foremost to say eight rakats tarawi, ten rakats tarawi, all that we reject it. Why we reject it? That in time of Sahaba radiallahu anhum, in time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anh, and for thousand years after that and more, remember the ummah were all reading twenty rakats. 
And if you take all four schools, the Shafi's, Maliki's, Hanafi's, Hanbali's, they all agree on 20 rakats. Not one faqih, not one imam, not one jurist has spoken and said Taraweeh is 8 rakats or 10 rakats from Ayyimma Arba'a. And they are the greatest people in the field of jurisprudence. Take the authentic hadith in Tirmidhi, and you will find it there. La tajtami ummati ala dwalala. That you must remember this ummah, they will never ever have ijma and consensus on something that is null and void and something that is batil and falsehood and so forth. There was a lecturer there in Medina Munawara. I said in his lecture so many times, great, great scholar, and Sheikh Atiyah Salim. And remember, he was Sheikh Shantrit, is one of his favorite students, Tilmeza Rashid, that person who wrote Adwaul Bayan. Adwaul Bayan is considered as a masterpiece of Sir Shantrit is a Mauritania. So he wrote a book, you must remember, Tarawi Salat in Masjid Nabawi, Aksar Min Alfi Amin. That for more than thousand years, remember, Tarawi Salat continued 20 rakats. So what are you going to say about all these things here? One murtad, one shaitan comes and say, no, now you must change it. All this started in 2020. So 2020, 2021, 2022. So now the past three years, they have 10 rakats. This year, let's see what they're going to say. Will it be 10 rakats or will it be 20 rakats? So remember this, that once you allow people to make kharqa ijma, to break the ijma, then the whole deen will fall away. Your first azan, jumma, Sayyidina Usman radiallahu ta'ala introduced it. So what you going to say about that? Then remember Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He's the first person, he wrote the entire Quran Sharif on, you must remember, paper and scrolls. From his time, the name came Mus'haf. Before that, there was never, it was called Mus'haf. That is Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, Sayyidina Umar Farooq, many reforms he brought. Go and read the book, akhbar umar and the Allamat al-Tawi, Rahimullah. He's got a special chapter, and it's known as Awaliyat. Awaliyat means the reforms brought in the Sharia and in this Ummah, for the benefit of this Ummah, by Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab, Amir al-Mu'mineen, radiallahu anhu warda. So like that, you will find all this here. Nobody will say it's a bid'ah. Therefore, Imam Abu Anifa, Mullah used to say, when they asked him regarding Taraweeh, he said, Ma kana umaru mubtadi'ah. Hmm. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu should not commit bid'ah. He used to bring in things that were for the benefit of the Ummah. In time of Nabi alayhi salam tarawi, time of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu tarawi, small, small groups, yeah, they, everything. Sayyidina Umar said, oh, Ubay bin Kaab, you must be the leader, and you, the Ummah, all of you must stand together and stand salat behind him. 
And when you do that, then there will be unity and goodness in this Ummah. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala and used to make dua for Sayyidina Umar and say, Allah put nur, radiance, effulgence in your life, in your cover everywhere. How you brought more and more nur, radiance, effulgence in our masajid that you told that everybody should read behind this one imam. Not you have ten jamaats and five jamaats in the masjid simultaneously. So remember, if people go to the house after reading first salat in the masjid, so we have no problem with that. But in the masjid at one time, three, four different people making khatam. So that is not something that is desirable, is undesirable. So that is what we need to understand here. So from time immemorial, you can say that the Ravi Salat is 20 rakats. And therefore, and there's a hadith also, and if you come to my house, I've got it there, that I took it out yesterday before Ramadan, now one month or so. I said this kitab will be by Sheikh Ismail Ansari. Sheikh Ismail Ansari. And the hadith is mentioned on the authority of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, and is mentioned in Musannaf ibn Abi Shaiba that Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa read 20 rakats and he made the sea of it he said it's sahih many scholars say is weak Sheikh Sabuni also wrote book on Taraweeh Salat and he also spoke about you must remember 20 rakats Taraweeh so he's not everybody who agrees with these modern day Salafis and so forth with the 8 rakat 20 rakat I'm giving you scholars who are well-known and renowned and famous, Sheikh Sabunis. I have all this book. So you must remember that Sheikh Sabunis' book on Taraweeh, Sheikh Ismail Ansari's book on Taraweeh, and they all got about 20 records. Nobody speaks of 8 and 10 records. And with Dalail and with evidence, so in that way there we should be very, very clear. Imma Arba'a, once they say and agree on an issue, inshallah, that will remain the Sharia, Mufti Sapa, I personally heard Shias saying that we shouldn't recite the Quran because we don't understand it. Mufti Sapa, what's our response to such people? So remember, leave the Shia. Shia the Kufar, what we have to worry about them. Shias don't read Tarawi also. So why they don't read Tarawi? Anything to do with Sayyidina Umar, they, they distance themselves from them. Leave the Kufar Shias, our people, they say that some of them. So you must remember that what is a benefit by reading Quran that you just read. That when I went to go study, I think I told you, I mentioned it last night in a lecture. I said that this Sunday year will be 12th of March. So I left South Africa on 12th of March 1974. And it was a Monday when I left in 74. So that Sunday, I did look at a small place. So the men, they came there, you know, to our house. And a lot of men came. And I'm a youngster, first of my life, I'm going to sit in the plane to go overseas. Before that, I sat in the plane, Durban, Joburg or something. So either Joburg to Durban or Durban to Joburg, just to test out how the planes are, you know. <laughs> so anyway, that before I go overseas. So anyway... So that Sunday there, now the people come. So this is called as Hafiji, you see. That. So I still remember, and I remember who made these comments. They all passed away. Allah grant them Jannah to those. I read their Janata Salat also. So you must remember that one person told me, Hafiji, 
તમે જાઓ પાકિસ્તાન યુગીન પાકિસ્તાન મોલવી બનવાનું
Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Astaghfirullah al-Azim al-Ladhi la ilaha illa huwa al-Hayyu al-Qayyum wa atubu ilayhi Astaghfirullah al-Azim al-Ladhi la ilaha illa huwa al-Hayyu al-Qayyum wa atubu I was a grapevine in Palestine where I lived with a family on a farm. Every day before dawn the roosters would call before Fajr Salah was performed. Then labor and toil in the field so in seed we would witness the farm transform. I was a grapevine in Palestine where I lived with a family on a farm. Then the day came I will never forget when they pulled our roots from the soil. They slashed every vine and they chopped every tree, every chicken inside they killed. I was a grapevine in Palestine and I have a story to tell. The farmers watched in vain, filled with tears and pain, as the bullets went flying in. Oh, what a price to pay, pay for this land, this land of Palestine. I was a grapevine in Palestine where I lived with a family on a farm. I was a grapevine in Palestine where I lived with a family on a farm. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. When one is going to break iftar and now is the time that we are going to break our fast as the sun has set. So this is the masnoon sunnah dua to read as mentioned in Abu Dawood. Allahumma laka sumtu wa ala rizqika aftartu. Allahumma, O oh beloved Allah, laka sumtu. I kept the fast for you, for your love, your pleasure, O Almighty Allah. Wa ala rizqika, and on your sustenance and provision of tartu, I break my fast. So when a person practices on one one sunnah, O Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in kuntum tuhibbun Allah, if you really love Almighty Allah jalla wala, Fattabi'uni, follow me, Im- Im- imitate me immaculately, then yuhbibkumullah, you become the beloved of Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla, wayaghfir lakum dhunubakum, and your sins will be forgiven as well. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Esteemed listeners of Sirius FM and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah, we return back to this program on Ramadan. Mufti Saab, how should new Muslims spend this Ramadan? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. That's a very good question. The person who he or she embraces Islam, they should always mingle and associate with other Muslims. But 
it must be the same gender. So if the lady was a non-Muslim and now she embraced Islam, for example, this week or so, last week, so she should go to the ladies and ask them what are the basic rules regarding Ramadan and so forth. So then the Muslim lady will tell her that while you are in menses, you can't be fasting, but you can't be eating in public as well and desecrate the sanctity of the month of Ramadan. Second one will explain to them that what fasting is all about, al-imsaq, to abstain from eating, drinking, husband-wife relationship during the fasting hours and so forth. Third one, that they must learn some basic Arabic from now before Ramadan. They should know Surah Fatiha by heart and four surahs. So where there's a world, there's a way. And inshallah, if they dedicate themselves, they can do that. Short, short surahs so they can read and perform Salat individually and on their own. And then next one must explain to them that Ramadan is, you must remember, a month of shahrul khairat, ul khairat and barakat. So we must be the ones to be giving out. So what we do, our zakat, our sadaqah, our lillah. So wa inna judahu aksar min al mursala. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif that he, Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa was so generous, so generous, more than a hurricane and a gusting wind. So every day give us some charity. If zakat is compulsory, pay zakat. If zakat is not compulsory, then also pay something, one rent, two rent a day. So at least we put a smile on somebody's face and so forth and so on. So all these are lessons the Muslims also must teach. We must remember our new brothers, sisters in Islam because they just embrace Islam. So the men were the men and the women were the women, so that is our fatwa and that is our advice on that. Muftisab, a woman who is experiencing her menstrual cycle, how should she gain maximum benefit from the month of Ramadan? Yes, you must remember that yeah, there are three, four maslas you must know. Mas'alatu akhadil hubub. That's the masla's name, the unwan. Can a sister, Fatima, Zainab, Aisha, Jamila, whatever, take medication so they can fast all 29 days, all 30 days? The fatwa will be is permissible. Taqwa and ihtiyat precaution is. They should not do so. Inna Allah katabahadihi Adam. Allah has ordained and prescribed this on the daughters of Nabi Adam and it's good for their health but because you want to keep all the fast and so forth so you don't want to miss that 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 days which is your habit so the fatwa we will give is permissible but better to abstain and let the namnapaki, the menses come and so forth so that is one issue second issue remember that when a lady has must fast and so forth during Ramadan for her menses, due to her menses or a nifas, a postnatal, or due to breastfeeding or whatever, then remember qada is compulsory. Fidya and payment will not suffice. We need to be clear on that issue as well. Today people just confuse and mix up the issues. So we must remember that the, the payment and compensation will not suffice. They must keep qada that is compulsory after they feeling well and so forth. 
Third issue here will be that what should she do? Now is Ramadan, for example, and she is in a haiza, in a state of haze. So abundant durood sharif, abundant istighfar, abundant kalima la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, abundant la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, abundant istighfar, beg Almighty Allah for his forgiveness, raise your hands, make abundant dua, and so forth and so on. So whatever you can do, because you can't read Salat, you can't read Quran, you can't touch Quran, you can't make Tawaf and so forth if you are there in Makkah, so you can't enter any masjid and so forth. So therefore, Allah Ta'ala does not burden any person more than his or her ability, capability, capacity. So in that way there, that you look for the second best ibadat, like the examples I gave you, so you choose all that, and inshallah, use your leisure time in the pleasure of Almighty Allah Jalla Muftisab, a female asks is that if they're reading Tarawih and they feel tired, can they sit and read? Remember, for the ladies, especially according to the Hanafi scholars, if they read Tarawih in units of four, how you read the Sunnah and Muakkada before Zohar. So same way, if you read Tarawih, best is to read in units of two, obviously. Salatul Layli, Masna, Masna, every two rakat you make salam. But the Hanafi ulama only, not Shafi's, not Maliki's, not Ambali's, they say if the ladies now, they read in units of four, is permissible. If they get tired now, they are standing, they want to sit and read, so that also is permissible. So whether they want to sit on the chair or they want to sit on the floor, so all that would be acceptable and permissible. Muftisab, if a person is fasting and for many years they fasted and they were Muslim, and for some reason, Allah forbid, they became murtad, and now they became Muslim again. The years that they were murtad, must they keep, keep qadha for those fasts? Almighty Allah, Jalla wa Allah, teaches us in the Noble Qur'an, in ashrakta. Many a time Allah Jalla wa'ala addresses him, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa murad bihadil ayah al-ummah. But the real message is for the ummah, for people like me and you. So in this verse, a conditional clause is used, la'in ashrakta, if you commit shirk. Now which person in his right mind can say, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa commit shirk? Obviously he won't go, but the message is for the ummah. So if you study that verse, la'in ashrakta, la'yahbatanna amaluk. So then it shows that your actions straight away, they go null and void. So all your actions of the past become zero. So remember that. So that is one group of ulama. Second group of ulama say, وَمَنْ يَرْتَدِدْ مِنْكُمْ أَنْ دِينِهِ That when a person from you becomes murtad, aliyazu billah, Allah protect us. فَيَمُوتْ And he dies, remember, in that state of irtidad and apostasy. وَمَنْ يَرْتَدِدْ مِنْكُمْ أَنْ دِينِهِ And فَيَمُوتْ وَوَكَافِرُونَ 
and he died whilst he was a non-Muslim. So a'maluhum fi dunya wal Then such people remember that that they will be the the people who will go to Jahannam forever and so forth. So some ulama will say that straight away when a person become murdered, then they must you must remember all the actions become zero. And then, when they become Muslim, they want to make qaza, like the hajj. If they made a hajj, then hajj qaza will be compulsory. And you must remember that if they remain murtad, but then they became Muslim, and then, so it means before death, they became Muslim, then that won't apply. Because Quran says, وَمَيَّرْتَدِدْ مِنْكُمْ أَنْ دِينِهِ فَيَمُتْ وَوَكَافِرُونَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ حَبِتَتْ أَعْمَالُهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ So حَبْتِ أَعْمَال All the actions becoming zero will only occur, happen when they die in that case, in that situation. So we will say it is best as a precaution, they must make the qada. But according to majority scholars, they say qada will not be compulsory, but that person, once he or she become murtad, then they must remember the death penalty is compulsory upon them. Hadith mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, Man Whosoever changes their religion from Islam to something else, then for such people is the death penalty. And there's a hadith in Dara Qutni of Ummah Marwan. So there also it is mentioned that there is death penalty for the ladies also, who are murtadda. And that is the verdict of the Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanbalis. Hanafis only say, if the lady, Allah forbid, became murtadda, there won't be death penalty for her will be hapsed. She will be imprisoned, sent to jail, hatta tamut or tatub, till she repents or till she dies and so forth. So that is the Hanafi point. But if you took, take Dalil and Dalail, then majority scholars, their Dalil on this issue is much stronger. So we will pass the verdict and say the death penalty is applicable for male and female when people become murtad aliyazubillah. Muftisab, I see we have four minutes left, um, inshallah. Muftisab, two questions. And the one, the first one is a woman with many children. They can't do a lot of nafal ibadah. How should they spend their Ramadan? And also our elderly and sick people, how should they spend their Ramadan? Remember that you as a mother, you got four, five, six, seven children. So in a case like that, looking after your children, looking after your husband, looking after, that also is ibadat. Ibadat is not only reading Quran, making tasbih and reading namaz and so forth. That Every action that is considered ta'ah and an obedience, you are doing something that is permissible, good in Islam, so that is considered as zikrullah, and that is considered as a good action. So all that will fall in, in the category of amalus salihat, you are doing your good deeds and so forth, so on. Second one, we'll end on this, this is very important and good thing you asked it, our ummah today, they confuse issues and blow people's fuses. There are two separate terminologies, and we need to understand this properly. Remember that number one is Surah 2, verse 184. 
all mighty Allah Jalla Wala teaches us wa alaladina yutriqun au fidyatun tu'amu miskin Abdullah bin Abbas radiyallahu anhu ra'isul mufassirin and them who translate it and interpret it and explain it and expound on it and say on those people yutriqunahu ay la yutriqunahu you don't have the taqad the strength the, 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 the energy stamina to fast because of old age, you advance in age 90, 100 years old, and you don't have the strength, and the chances of you regaining the strength are only 1%, 2%. So people who are very, very old, no tapet, no kuwet, no strength, no energy, for them, they must pay their fidya. So two US dollars, nowadays we say 35 rand. So they must pay fidya. For who is that? For Sheikh Ulfani, people who are very, very old and in age and so forth. Second one, al-marizu daim, people who are perpetually, chronically ill. According to the doctors, medical fraternity, the prognosis is such that they say the chances of these people regaining their health is like 0%, 1%, 2 3%. So they are very, very ill, whether they're 15 years old or 50 years old or 60, 70 years old. So, but always throughout the year, all every day, every week, every month, they ill, they sick. So there's no chance for them, so they also must pay fidya per fast, 35 rand. So two U.S. dollars. You must pay to poor Muslims who are entitled to receive the card. Second one are those, the lady is pregnant, the lady is breastfeeding, the lady is, you must remember, pregnant again, and uh, now and is breastfeeding, and a lot of issues of the previous children. So all this area, so in these cases, qada is compulsory. Fidya and compensation and all that will not suffice. So today our women who are pregnant, who are breastfeeding and so forth, they are looking for all these loopholes so they don't have to keep Qadha. And they will say, no, that this Maulana, this Muftisab, this Imam said, all that, remember, is incorrect. Qadha, you must remember, is compulsory upon you and fitya will not suffice upon you ladies who are pregnant or breastfeeding and so forth and so on. So that is not Maris who die if you're not sick all the time. You are sick and ill for a certain period of time, so the analogy and chaos cannot be done. So we must know all these laws basically now, before Ramadan Mubarak starts, that when is Qadha compulsory, when is Fidya compulsory, when is, you must remember, Kafara compulsory. Kafara is husband, wife, Thursday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, Saturday afternoon. They said that now let us sleep, social distancing. Husband on the right-hand side, wife on the left-hand side. But then they gravitated. They came closer, closer to one another. Then during Ramadan, during month of Ramadan, not other months, during month of Ramadan, an explosion took place. Hmm. Husband, wife fulfilled the conjugal rights. Then what happens? One qada is compulsory and 60 fast is compulsory. Hmm. The 60 fast are kafara for desecrating the sanctity of the month of Ramadan. So these are the basic, basic rules that we should know. What is kafara? 
Today our people will say, I'm sick, what is a kafara? So there's a wrong term they're using. They mean to say that they are ill or sick, so what is the fidya I must pay? So we need to educate the ummah and teach them, them the proper terminology. Mufti Sahib, Jazakumullah Khairan for your time, Mufti And make dua for us also, Mufti Sahib. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaykum salam. We conclude with the dua. Allahumma barik lana fi Shaban wa balighna Ramadan. Allahumma sallimna li Ramadan wa sallim Ramadan lana wa sallimu lana mutaqabbala. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.